Welcome to Kinship. We're church sisters who share our discussions so that you're encouraged to deepen relationships in your local church. Hi, my name is Bethany, and I'm here with Pam, Francis, and Alyssa. And today we're going to talk about a serious topic, which is losing a loved one. Um, but first, before our question, Pam has an announcement. Can we just say first that it sounds weird because we're outside? So if you hear like crickets and cars or screaming when <laughs> bugs go in our ears. Sorry about that. I am leaving Bethany Baptist Church and Kinship. Um, so I just want to say thank you to you ladies for walking through all sorts of trials with me um, from learning to be a better wife, confessing sin well, and consistently asking for forgiveness as a parent when I sin against my kids. I learned that really well from you guys. So <laughs> um, these three ladies have been the first group of ladies that I've been 100% open and vulnerable with and just really close because prior to uh, maybe like three, four years ago, I didn't have anybody, like no lady. I didn't trust ladies. So these women really showed me that I could trust them and um, that they would love me no matter what. <laughs> Gosh. Yes. Um, um, well. <laughs> um, so they're just a testament of how, I mean, if you practice meaningful membership, um, it's worth it because like you'll, you'll develop these relationships and, um, yeah. So whatever gospel believing church you're going to, I encourage you to practice meaningful membership with, um, other ladies or men, if you're a dude, um, out there, uh, I'm going to miss you guys and all our crazy talks and thank you to the two listeners for being so <laughs> gracious with me um, and my fumbling through words when I do talk I'm sure you guys will continue to learn so much from these three and their wisdom that was beautiful Pam yeah that's super sweet um so yes we are very sad we've already cried so if it seems like we're not emotional it's because we've already cried so <laughs> Uh, we're very sad that Pam is leaving, but also hopeful um, th of the blessing that she's going to be to her new church family. So if you think of it, pray for her, pray for their church. Um, so that kind of brings us to our topic today, losing cool. a loved one, even though Pam's not dying. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just been a crazy season with COVID, even hearing about people passing away from COVID and um, a few of us have experienced death as well um, through losing loved ones in this season. So we just thought it would be a good thing to talk about. But first, let's get started with our intro question, which is, what's your comfort food of choice? French fries. Oh, mm. you do eat French I fries. I love French fries. Really? That's your comfort food? Mm -hmm. French I could eat French too. fries every day if I could. Yeah. Because you're sad every day. <laughs> I'm sad every day. <laughs> or you're just a little piggy every day. Yeah. <laughs> Both. French fries and ranch mm. or ketchup. Oh. Curly fries. Oh, my gosh. Fries. Okay, from I'm going to get hungry now. Because um, you like French fries, too. I do. I like potato wedges also. Anything. Nope. Oh, boy. No, I like no. crispy. I'm just going to go down to potato. Okay. Mashed okay. potatoes. So. Oh. That's my comfort food. Oh. I like meat. <laughs> Korean barbecue. That's I just ate a, a steak last <laughs> night. Oh, it's not a snack? <laughs> Are we talking about snacks? <laughs> no, 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 it's comfort, comfort food. food. It's food. 
So meat. when you're sad, you literally like cook <laughs> up a steak or what? Well, luckily we had steak in our fridge last night from like my cousin's house. So I ate that. Just a hunk of steak. Wow. <laughs> Francis? I really like fries, but I feel like that's just a like an everyday thing. So it's not really comforting. It's more because I want it. Um I think it's it's it candy. Like it what? No, <laughs> it's it ice cream. Oh. Yeah. Ice cream. Have you guys tried that? No. Mm, okay. No? It's so good. Smart and final. It's it. It's it. Yeah. It's like an oatmeal cookie. Dipped. It's dipped in chocolate. Ice cream bar. Mm -hmm. Ice cream sandwich. It's originally from San Francisco. You could even take a tour of the little factory. Oh. My comfort food is ice cream, but I didn't copy you. It just always oh. is that. It's yeah, true. Or anything true. sweet. I also like soup. But mm. I think ice cream. Okay. Yeah, today we're going to talk about losing a loved one. Um, I just wanted to read a verse before we got started. Um, 1 Corinthians 15, 54 to 57 says, Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where death is your victory, where death is your sting. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I like that verse, or those verses, because you just see that death still does have sting here because we still have sin. And until um, sin is erased, we'll still feel that sting. But there is hope because one day, um, when we're all with the Lord, there will be victory and there'll be no more death. And so we just live in this, as they say, already not yet, of still experiencing the sting, but having this hope of victory in Jesus. So um, I guess my first question is for you ladies, when you've experienced the death of a loved one, how do you balance that feeling the sorrow and um, letting yourself lament, but also trusting the Lord? And how do those two things, two emotions, um, two realities fit together? Um, well, I mean, with losing, I lost my aunt this year. Um, who was like my mom. So, I mean, I, I cried a lot. But, like, knowing that God is sovereign over, like, his the timing of it. Like, when she was taken, why she was taken. Like, God knows this perfect plan that we don't know. And I think that that's what gives me peace. And on top of that, she was a believer. So, knowing that she's with God. She's, like, she's enjoying his presence right now. Like, that's that's what helps me to trust that, like, God was good in saving her, too, and gracious in that. Yeah. Have you guys ever struggled with feeling like if you're sad, it's because you're not trusting the Lord or feeling guilty for feeling sad? Yes. Because um, I felt like if I felt sad, then I'm not trusting that God is good and God is right or perfect or is even in control of the whole situation. But um, what helped Jose and myself when we were going in between of trying to have hope and feeling hopeless sometimes or feeling sad was there's this verse in Genesis that says um, how God is the judge of the whole universe and he's going to do what is just. And so that gave us hope. Like, yeah, God is going to do what is right because he's the creator and the judge of the whole, um, the whole world. So that helped us when we felt we feel uncertainty and we kind of swing back and forth of, of sadness and contentment um in god 
for me, I guess the way it fits together, just like the sorrowful yet always rejoicing, like just knowing that basically what Alyssa said, like knowing that being sad or crying, lamenting doesn't mean you're not trusting in the Lord, but actually it's a way of trusting the Lord. It's like you go to God and you tell him how sad you are because of this loved one that you've lost. Have you guys ever felt angry when you like angry at God or angry at others when you've lost someone? I think questioning for me as opposed to being angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's natural. Obviously angry. I mean, I've heard people say they've been angry from losing, but personally, no, I, I have not. I guess, I don't know. How do you fit that together? Anger and trying to trust God. Like, do those even go together in your mind? I'm thinking of like the Psalms. I mean, maybe it could be more of a sorrowful thing, but just over and over as the Psalm is saying, like, why have you deserted me, God? And, you know, just feeling like abandoned. And maybe that could be a kind of anger, just like, God, why have you left me? Why have you, why for so long am I crying out and you're not answering me? And like, I think that having that in the Bible kind of validates that it's okay to feel that way, like abandoned by God. And obviously not to be angry in the sense of like thinking your will is superior to God, but angry in the sense where you feel, yeah, sad and frustrated with the way things are going. You live in a fallen world. Right. So like there should be anger tied to that. There should be anger towards death because it's not normal. Right. It's abnormal. So yeah, there's something in us from the lord that makes us feel like this is not right this yes. is not okay right and that's not wrong to feel that way yeah because i think in some churches um just speaking to friends who have lost loved ones when they in some churches they feel kind of stifled like they can't express those emotions because people will say oh just trust the lord and it's like no those two things can go together you can be sad you can be frustrated in a way but still um trust the lord and we're not going to do that perfectly so Mm -hmm. it's okay to share you know and what you shared bethany like what the calling out and crying out to the lord in the the book of psalms has helped me because i haven't felt anger with like my loved ones or my family and friends but i felt anger with people who get murdered like even Mm -hmm. what's happening in the world now i have felt i feel righteous anger and I've had to apply literally those psalms in my heart because I felt angry over these murders. How long should grieving take? That's kind of not a serious question, but I feel like people struggle sometimes with like, why do I feel better already? Or why am I not over this yet? You know, just feeling like it's taking too long or too short. I mean, it it varies. It Mm -hmm. depends on the person. And I guess going back a little bit, touching what you were talking about, But, like, I feel like in Christian communities, there's this expectation of, like, you need to move on. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if you don't move on at a certain time, then you're not trusting the Lord. You're not healing. You're not healing properly. And it's, like, you got to leave room for them to heal however they heal. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes longer. And I've talked to people who have lost loved ones where they say it actually gets harder as the years progress. Mm. And I've seen that with some of our church members who are older and have lost loved ones. And every time I bring up, you know, how are you doing in regards to, you know, your son's death or something and just automatic tears, you know. So 
it just seems like you're always still in process because every birthday every holiday like they're not there mm. so it's like it's almost fresh every single year every holiday every birthday every anniversary you know so you just gotta you gotta let people heal and on the on the other side you want to make sure they're processing and healing correctly mm. as opposed to just saying like you know it's never gonna get better you know or something yeah i was listening to this video on desiring god and the lady had lost two sons or two kids i don't know if they were sons but she was saying like we often think of sorrow as a problem that needs to be fixed but it's not you know it's not a it's not like you want to get over it. You need to experience that. And that's actually healthy. I thought that was helpful. Um, piggybacking off what you were saying about believers grieving in a healthy way. What does that look like? Like, how, What do believers have? I'm thinking of First Thessalonians where it's talking about grieving with hope. What does it look like for a believer to grieve, I guess, in contrast to an unbeliever? Um... Well, like, I, th I mean, I touched upon it when I was talking last, but um, just knowing that God is in control of where whoever has passed has gone and just trusting that, I mean, God is good. And it's hard to believe that, you know, like, especially if the one that has passed away is not a believer and is currently facing God's wrath for all of eternity. Like, what a hard pill to swallow um yeah but for those who do pass away and have the lord like we can grieve with hope knowing that they are enjoying a way better life than what we're feeling right now um in our not perfected bodies like we're not like basking in god's glory right now in its um fullness so yeah, that's what I, I picture when I p see grieving with hope. Do you have any thoughts, Francis, on like what, what, the, what it looks like to grieve in a healthy way as a Christian? I think being able to talk about your loved one. I know, I guess it varies, right? Because there's some people who maybe don't want to talk about it. But then there's others that I do talk to and they are open to talking about their loved one. And I feel like that's a healthy way of like just memories of of their loved one so I guess for me on the outside right looking in when I talk to someone that doesn't want to talk about losing their loved one to me I do question like are they are they processing correctly are they healing correctly because now this is a touchy subject and to me I'm just wondering wh why is it so touchy where I can't even like bring up a memory or talk about you know, how are you doing, you mm. know? So again, I don't want to cast judgment immediately and say like, oh, you're not allowing me to ask questions and therefore you must be processing unhealthy. Like, I don't know, maybe it's their relationship with me that's off and not necessarily how they're processing. So I still want to give them that, that leeway, just making sure that I'm asking questions just to, just to spark a healthy conversation for them. And if they want, if they feel safe to talk to me, then great. If not, then I understand. Maybe someone else can talk to them and, and, and just share how they're doing or whatever the case is. So I feel like sharing, sharing memories is a healthy way of processing. For the 
believe, or at least I think healthy ways you could see is this who they're running to. Like, are they coming? Are they able to grieve um, with the Lord? Are they able to grieve with church members? Versus, like, maybe some unhealthy ways would be other other vices out there in the world that um, could numb some pain temporarily. But it's the Lord who gives surpassing peace, mm-hmm. and the Lord gives comfort um, because He's felt all the pain um, and the wrath of the Lord. So, um, just um, observing how others are grieving in that way, you could be helpful in in speaking truth to that or supporting them in that way. What are some verses, songs, resources? strategies, things that you listen to or have read or um, use to help you when you're grieving that you think would be helpful for our listeners? The go-to song for all of us Mm -hmm. is It Is Well. Mm. And even knowing the backstory of the song of like the writer losing family members and still learning to grieve and still saying it is well with his soul, like that's really powerful. Bethany, what were the songs that I feel like you... That I was saying? Yeah. He Will Hold Me Fast. I really like that one. Um, Christ the Sure and Steady Anchor. Just that picture of him being our strength mm-hmm. in the midst of uh, all the craziness of life. And then, um, this is different, but when I was grieving a sin situation, Jesus, what a friend of sinners, was really sweet to me. Just what a good friend he is. And you know, other friends will fail us, I think is one of the, like, friends will fail us, Mm -hmm. foes will fail us, us. you know, like, even losing friends through death, you know, or family through death, but Jesus is such a friend and is always close and will never leave us or forsake us, so Mm -hmm. those songs are helpful for me. I think for me in particular, Psalm 121, um, I lift my eyes up to the mountains, where does my help come from, that the that psalm has been really helpful, not just to me, but helping other brothers and sisters when they're struggling, and particularly like losing a loved one. That, and then um, I've used Psalm 88 with a few friends who have lost loved ones, and that's like the cry of desperation. That's like the darkest psalm, mm-hmm. and just knowing that they can go there. Like w- there is a dark place that they're in right now, and they're feeling, and the scriptures give them that that leeway like here take this sing this you know Mm -hmm. read this and then i like first corinthians 15 where it talks about death has been swallowed up in victory where death is your victory where death is your sting the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law but thanks be to god who gives us the victory through our lord jesus christ that really helps me when i think about um the sting of death that i feel but then the victory that Mm -hmm. the person who has passed has in christ All right, let's um, move on to how we can help others grieve. So if we are in a church, um, if we live long enough in general, we're going to both experience grief ourselves, but also have many opportunities to walk alongside our brothers and sisters as they grieve. And um, I was just thinking of the Bible verses like Romans 12, 15, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, and then... um, bearing one another's burdens um how can 
How can we as a brothers and sisters bear that burden with those in our church or others that are in our lives? What are some, let's start with what are some unhelpful things to say or do in that season of someone else grieving? For sure, trying to teach them the doctrine of suffering, like that would be the worst thing to do. Like trying to tell them like, well, this is suffering. All things work together for your good. Yeah, trust the Lord. This is those are not the times to try to teach them that or try to yeah encourage them with those words although they're true it's just not the right time Mm -hmm. so yeah the video that i watched the lady was saying um not saying anything too if you don't even acknowledge it happened like i remember when my grandpa passed away and going over to hang out with someone and they didn't say anything Mm -hmm. and i knew they i knew they knew it I know that feeling of just feeling uncomfortable. So it's not like I blame them, but it feels like you don't care Mm -hmm. when you don't even acknowledge that it happened. And then I'm thinking even of my failure with our members at church who have lost spouses to not even know whether I should bring up their spouse's names. And it's like, then they feel like they're forgotten maybe, Mm -hmm. you know? So even maybe even years later, it can still be a problem where you just don't acknowledge that, that that happened and that can be hurtful too. I'm thinking like trying to get details of what happened or probe them of their emotions immediately at least like hold off on that until li- a later You don't want to get to the heart of it right then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't need to do that. Yeah. Just let them share what they want to share. Okay. So then what are helpful things to do? Because Francis, I was thinking, okay, you don't want to be preachy, but you also want to share truth, you know, because yeah. truth is comforting. So how can you... Like, what are helpful things to share? Or should you really not, like, say anything, I don't know, in that time? Do you guys have thoughts? I would say let the spirit work and just figure out, is this the time I should say something or not? I would err with a card. Even if you do Mm -hmm. see them, just sort of say, just listen. Just be there, listen. Give them a hug. Physical touch is huge. So... Yeah, just just knowing that they could talk to you and you could hear and listen to them. Yeah. I think of Job's friends, I mean, before they started talking to him, but just, like, sitting with him in the ashes for, what, like, seven days? Just, like, silence, you know? Like, just being a presence for them in their life now that they're lacking the presence of their loved one is helpful. I think this is hard for me, crying with them, because I'm not a crier, but I wish I could. Like, just bearing that sorrow with them. And I was even thinking about, that's what Jesus did. Like, when Lazarus died, he wept with them. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's such a good example because he knew that he was going to raise him from the dead, but he still cried. And it's, even if we have hope, it's still okay to just sit and cry with someone, you know? I'm getting better now that I'm more emotional as a mom. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love emotional I would say another thing is food. Mm. Food is just comforting. So, or I a mean, gift card. Gift yeah, we do know. meal trains. Yeah, yeah. It's just dropping off food for them and just showing them like, hey, I don't know what it's like, and I can't necessarily sit with you and hear you or cry with you because it's just not the right time or the moment or COVID, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But just dropping off food just to show like. We th- we're thinking about you. We love you. And that's one less thing then that they have to worry about in that time, preparing a meal. What about um, specifically with widows or widowers in our church? Al- Alyssa, did you want to share 
the Bible verse? Pure and undefiled religion before God, the Father, is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained from the world. I think the ways we could look after our widows is just checking in on them, giving them a call, bringing up their, um, the ones who have passed by name. I think they love, they have so many stories, and so listening to them, um, offering help with their home if they need chores done or mm. food. I would say finding out their anniversary or their birthday and finding out how they're doing, like, even if it passed, like, how were you on, you know, their birthday or their anniversary? Something big that you know is going to affect them personally mm -hmm. on that day. Uh, so I would just ask how they're doing on even their death anniversary. That's yeah. a big one. And I think it's good to keep that in mind because you could inadvertently, like, hang out with them on that day mm -hmm. or have something planned and then they're feeling extra sensitive and it's not even on your radar. So just to be sensitive to that, I think is helpful. So you don't inadvertently hurt them in that way. All right. So that was a super heavy topic and um, I'm sure we'll have lots more wisdom in 20, 30, 40 years mm -hmm. as we experience more and more of our loved ones passing mm -hmm. away, or maybe God will call us home before that time. But do you guys have any closing thoughts to those who are grieving any um, <laughs> words of wisdom that aren't too preachy, I guess, but, um, <laughs> or you don't have to say anything at all, but just to, yeah, give hope to those who are hurting right now. I'll say lean on your church family. Um, if there's one or two people that you're close to, then go to them and let them help you grieve. Um, I would say just keep checking in with other people. I think COVID is making it really hard. So taking the time to consider another person right now, especially when you're isolated and alone, it feels extra um, lonely. So checking in is helpful. Pam's leaving us so she doesn't have anything <laughs> to say. <laughs> um, Sorrowful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just thank you, Alyssa, for bringing up that we don't have a high priest who can't sympathize with our weakness. Um, just run to Jesus, treasure Jesus. He was forsaken by mm -hmm. his father. And so we have a God who understands the separation and pain that death brings. So run to him. All right. So that's it for this episode. Um, I'm out of me. Pam, wrap it up. Your last never one. Yeah. Yeah. Last Ever. Thank you. Do we still think Shepherd LA or is yeah, that a thing? Let's do it. Sure. They're they're alive. We know and them now. Right now. <laughs> Thank you to our church family, my church family, who is not going to be my church family for much longer. But I love you guys. Um, thank you to our husbands for being with our children and letting us do this. Something about our email <laughs> kinship. Oh gosh. Kinship podcast. <laughs> Kinship podcast at gmail.com. Oh, no? I need to check that email. Oh my okay, God. so we sorry. We don't we check zero. that email. We have so. zero emails from anyone. So All right. Because we only have two listeners. <laughs> so Are thank you, you to the two email? listeners. Email Pam some encouragement so we know you're listening. <laughs> um, Instagram. Oh, I don't know. Follow what do you do on Instagram? Follow us. Facebook. Follow us. Yeah. Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> Do you follow on Twitter or you fly on Twitter or something? <laughs> uh, 
is it all? Yeah, that's it. That's it? Yeah. Okay. See you soon, Echo. Oh. Aww. Bye. 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 Bye.